Welcome to the Self Love Breakfast Club, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, and of course, self love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self love for breakfast. Hello, friend, and welcome back to the Self Love Breakfast Club. So happy to have you here today. We have an incredible guest. Oh, so good. Such a great conversation. As some of you know, I am in a certification program, a health and wellness certification program. And it's kind of like a life coaching, emotional coaching. It's incredible. Absolutely life changing. And it's going to help me make such an impact on so many lives. So, Emily, my guest today is actually one of my sister coaches. So I'm going to tell you a little bit more about her in a bit. But before we get to Emily, I just want to tell you guys some things that are going on right now. So I am launching a five-day break free from food challenge. That's going to happen next week. It's five days. Get signed up for it. And you will be put into this Facebook group where... I'm going to go live every day and just give you a different challenge so you can become more educated about food, understand food, dieting, health, all of that. And we are also opening up this period of enrollment for the Busy Body program again. So this is my simpler program. If you've ever tried counting macros and absolutely hate it, or you don't have time for it, or you have no idea what a macro is, the Busy Body program is for you. It's amazing. It's so simple. And there's no weighing or measuring involved. A very simple method of figuring out your portions. And if you do the free challenge and then go into the enrollment program, you are just set up so much more, just like more understanding. You've got momentum. It's going to be really freaking awesome, you guys. So I'm really looking forward to that and to bringing in more amazing people into the Busy Body program with my fellow coaches, Danny and Aaron, who are excellent. The three of us run the program. It's so good. So if you go to crystalrose.com slash nutrition, you will see the sign up link for the five day free break free from food challenge. The free break free from food challenge. I guess I should have picked a picked a name that wasn't so hard to say. And you'll see the sign up link there. And then there's also information and a sign up link for the Busybody program. So both of it is right there for you. And I'm so stoked. So stoked to get you guys into it if that's what you want to do. So yeah, let's talk about Emily. Emily is an emotional wellness coach who is on a mission to end the battle with food and our bodies. After overcoming her own struggle with binge eating disorder, she has dedicated her livelihood to reducing the shame around food struggles and all things body image. This was such a beautiful conversation, you guys. I really hope you love it. I'm so grateful to have her on the show today. And if you enjoy it, please hit me up in my DMs at Extel Rose, or you can message us on the Self Love Breakfast Club. Share us in your stories. I appreciate it so much. Whenever you guys share you not only help grow the listenership of this podcast, but you're helping other people 
find the message that they need to hear. And that's why I'm doing it to begin with. So share, message me, let me know what you think. Can't wait to hear it. All right, you guys. So like I said, I have one of my amazing sister coaches from my Hungry for Happiness certification here on the show today. I'm so grateful to have her. Emily Bott, welcome to the Self Love Breakfast Club. Hey, Crystal. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So pumped to have you here. It's so cool to be able to like do this with my with my sisters. I feel like I don't get to talk to you guys as much as I'd like to. No, I completely agree. (laughs) So we like to start things out with GGB, goals, gratitude, and badassery. So first up, what are your goals? Ooh, okay. This is always like the hardest thing for me because I have so many. Um, (laughs) I think my primary goal though is just for next year, really setting the intention of allowing myself to be where I am. Mm. I think 2020 has been a year of, can I swear? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) A shit show basically. And honestly, that's not exactly the vibe that I'm going for in 2021. So I think my goal is to really just allow myself to play with the ups and downs, allow it to kind of just all flow and not worry so much about where I am Mm. because I find that I tend to get stuck and that's not exactly my thing anymore. So yeah. What was the next one? (laughs) Gratitude. (laughs) Okay. Right now we're recording and it's like a beautiful fall day outside and it's really random, but something that I love is just looking outside at the trees and I'm so grateful for the changing colors. I am somebody who used to really not enjoy the seasons and really not enjoy nature at all. And now I get to walk outside and it's just beautiful. So I'm just so grateful for the season of not only like the world that we're in, but my life Mm. too. I love that. I'm one of those people who has been so anti-fall up until this year. Like when people are like midsummer, like I just want fall. I'm like, shut up. You shut up. <laughs> like I have never, I don't know if you're a fan of like pumpkin, like PSLs, all the mm-hmm. spice. Yes. I had an, like an adversity. Is that the word? I don't even know what word is, but I would refuse to try any of those fall treats. And I'm like, you know what? I'm trying. I'm like diving in. Doing it. I am obsessed with pumpkin now and I'm so basic in that sense, but I don't even care. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm embracing it now. I'm like, maybe it's just because I'm okay being with where I'm at. And that's why like, I'm okay with it being fall right now. I don't know. Absolutely. Okay, (laughs) so a badassery. So basically, like something you've done recently, that you're proud of yourself for or that you've done that's just like you think is super badass. Yeah. Honestly, this program, um, (laughs) I am, you know, going into this program, I was not anybody who could meditate or sit down or literally just internally reflect. And throughout this program, (laughs) I basically gutted myself inside out as, as we know that we do. Um, Mm. and I'm really proud of that and really just showing up for who I am and coming closer to just loving myself again through all the ups and the downs and doing things, even though I'm scared. I think that's one of the things that this program has taught me. Mm. It really does pay off to to still lean in even when there's fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fear is like kind of awesome. <laughs> oh, I know. It's it's terrifying and it like it's debilitating, but it's always like the heaviness of the fear itself. You know, it's yeah. not actually doing the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. Like once you get into it, it's like, oh, what was I so scared of? <laughs> so you, we're going to like get right into the meat of it. So you have struggled with binge eating disorder. Yes. 
And that is something I think so many women struggle with, whether it's like an actual diagnosed thing, or maybe it's just kind of like a season of life that they've gone through. I think we have all binged our faces off for one reason or another, whether it was a consistent action or not. So I'd love to hear a little bit, you know, you don't have to be like, what's your story? Like the whole thing, but you know, just tell me a little bit about when you were struggling with with that, like deep in your struggle? So I, as a, as a kid, I was always super athletic. I was like a gymnast, a cheerleader, and I was a perfectionist to a T. And one of the things that, you know, I was always really praised for all that stuff, right? Um, validated for all the external things that I was accomplishing. But when I decided to start a fitness journey, you know, very innocently, again, I, I was like 16, 17. I was, I was still like a kid, you know? Mm. And everything that I was seeing was, oh, like calories and fitness pals and all these things. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to do it. Let's see how it goes. And <laughs> the reason I bring this up is because it started so, again, innocently. There was nothing. I always would look at people who were like struggling with an eating disorder. I was like, oh my God, I could never be that person. Like, I don't know what's like, quote unquote, wrong with them. And I don't mean to say that in, you know, any negative way, but I just, I didn't understand. Right. And then of course I all of a sudden I found myself in this cycle of heavily restricting because I was, you know, working out and I was losing weight and people were like, Oh, Em, you look so good. You look so good. How are you doing it? I was going off to college. I'm like, Oh my God, the freshman 15, like, Holy shit, I can't do that. So I was really concerned about my looks. And then all of a sudden I found myself in this like restrictive binge cycle where when I tell you that I would black out during these episodes, like I would be my body. And I didn't know this at the time, but was so hungry, right? Mm-hmm. Like I had not been eating and my body was so hungry that I, I would not even remember like opening up the pantry or opening up the fridge in like an hour or two would go by. And it was the most absurd thing. And I had thought that something just broke inside of me, that something was wrong with me. And like the whole human thing just didn't work out for this girl. <laughs> so I really did keep it hidden for a long time. And I think that was the heaviness of it, why it was so difficult for me. You know, I would, I would look up online and again, I was just this like casual, normal, chill girl, like in quotes, I was just trying to get fit and like all my friends are doing it. So what was wrong with me? Mm. And of course that just really spiraled into what I found out later was binge eating disorder. But again, going through it, I just thought I was bad at dieting. I thought that I was my perfectionism. Like I, I couldn't figure the easiest thing out of like food and I no self-control. <laughs> yeah. on my willpower. I was like, oh, what is going on? Yeah. I really did struggle in silence for a couple years in, in college. Uh, I think the yeah. shame that so many of us feel when we are struggling with something, no matter what it is, you know, yeah. food related, fitness related, work related, you know, uh, just any of these emotions that we feel like we cannot share mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. what will people think? Or, oh no, they'll know I'm not perfect. No, and that's it too. It's like, I had this persona about me that I, I, you know, you really want to reflect out to the world who you want them all to perceive you to be. And so mm. I wanted to be that perfect, nice girl who's doing really well in school and all these things. And yet internally, I was so ashamed. I was so embarrassed. I was deeply in my struggle. And because of that, I held it in for so many years, Mm. so many years. And it's this thing of like, whenever you're embarrassed or ashamed about something, it really snowballs into so many other aspects of your life. And all of a sudden I couldn't show up to like relationships or friendships or my family, or even I was at school at the time. And so everything just started to really spiral downwards. And, you know, throughout that whole journey, it was, you know, it got 
pretty hard there. But what finally allowed me to to start, you know, coming out of it was opening up and, and just sharing my story and being like, hey, I'm struggling. And ironically, it's like once I was able to do that and all of a sudden the shame was just gone and I was really owning it and like taking back my power, it was like the, the, the biggest shift in my life and just like how I viewed everything because I'm like, you know what? There is nothing wrong with me. I can be going through something, you know, that I that I'm struggling with, and yet that has nothing to do with who I am as a person, like who I am in this world, like what I bring to the table. As soon as I was able to do that, like my whole life just began to shift. So tell me about that moment because I think like, you know, being like, okay, so once I was able to talk about it, like everything was great, right? So like what led up to sharing that? Like who did you who did you share that with? How did you decide that that was something you needed to do? It's interesting. So I w- I must have been 19. I was a freshman in college. And this is, so for a while I did, I'm like, you know what? I'm fine. Food is weird, but I'm fine. I'm fine. I kept really just pushing it down, thinking that, you know, it's chill. It, it was not chill. <laughs> you know, there, was, there was this one point where I just had like a massive binge episode in my dorm room. And I remember I was so ashamed. I was, I felt so guilty that I laid in bed for like eight hours, just crying and crying and crying because I hated myself so deeply. Mm. And I I was just like, what's going on? What is happening? And I remember that morning I I, I was like in the middle of finals. And I, I, so, I mean, there was quite a bit going on. I was supposed to be studying and, you know, excited to go home for Christmas break or whatever. And all I could think about was how much I hated myself because I was gaining weight and I was out of control with food. And I remember that morning, you know, waking up at 6 a.m. to go to the gym because I didn't know what else to do. I was like so deep in my anxiety and just these emotions that I was like completely numb. Mm. I was there for like three or four hours and I was just crying the whole time. And I remember <laughs> I thought to myself, oh, it was, it was so bad. I remember I thought to myself like, okay, Emily, this is not good. Like something needs to shift. And you know, the crazy thing is a quick side note after that, like I literally met up with my boyfriend after and he's like, Oh, how are you? Like, why are you taking a nap right now? Cause I was exhausted. And I'm like, you know, nothing, everything's fine. I'm just like super stressed for school. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I hit it so well. So if anybody uh, like, has experienced this, I, I get that. Like you can put on a front and like pretend, but inside you're like, Holy fucking shit. What's happening. Right. Um, but anyway, so I went home for Christmas break and I remember going to my mom thinking, Hey, like I, I was like one of the most nerve wracking conversations I've ever had because I was, I was so nervous to tell her that I wasn't okay. And I remember walking into that conversation and I was just like already shaking. There was like tears in my eyes and she's like, you're pregnant, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and like, okay, like this is like, again, freshman year of college. I, this is my first boyfriend ever. She's like, it's okay. And like, I was like, again, like blacking out because I was so nervous that at first I was like, yeah, yeah, wait, no, no. no. I'm, I'm not- <laughs> Like, I'm very much not pregnant. And it was, no, it's just like a funny side note, but That's it just funny. went to the going into the conversation. So, yeah. Like, no. <laughs> I'm like, that would be really bad as well. But um, yeah, so after going into that conversation, really just opening up and being like, hey, something's not right. I don't know what it is. I just told her I, I, I'm really struggling with food. At that point, I couldn't accept that it was like an actual eating disorder because mm. it, to me, it wasn't something that I knew about and it's never... I hadn't heard about it. So at that point, I'm just like, I need to see somebody. And, and so that process of accepting and really the shame going away, it wasn't like in an instant, but it right. did. Yeah. Through the course of like therapy and talking to people, it, it went away. So. I think it's really easy to, when you're struggling, also like separate yourself from 
the people who are really struggling, you know, you're like, I'm not like them. I, you know, whether it be like, like drinking or like, well, I don't have a problem. I'm not doing this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, if it is affecting your life on Mm. any level, you have a problem. And it's okay to admit that you have a problem. You don't have to be like face down in a ditch or like face planted into a pizza and like lose 14 days of your life to like (laughs) the problem, you know, it's just like that unmanageability. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really? I not agree more because that was the thing. I'm like, I don't have a problem. Again, like all I ever knew of eating disorders was like a certain look or a certain type. And so I'm like, that's not me. Like, right. I, I can't be struggling that much. And I was like, I, I was just trying to get fit. Like I was just trying to lose weight, get toned, get abs, you know, like normal <laughs> things that girls going to college wanted to do because like Instagram and like all that stuff. And I know just really going back, it's like just accepting the fact that, you know what, this is affecting my emotional health and my mental health and everything. And therefore I deserve the help because. I'm worth it. Yeah, that's amazing. That's like, that's really amazing. Just to like recognize it and be like, okay, you know. Yeah, I think that's the thing is like, there's so much shame, especially when you're going through something that people don't understand. Mm. It's like, what are they going to think of me? But again, it's that idea that, you know what? It's your life. You only got one of them. (laughs) And if something is affecting your day to day, or I always say like my mental real estate was so consumed <laughs> food and all those things. If your mental real estate is not consumed with like your badassery, I love that word, then you deserve to, you know, get the help and really figure out, you know, where you want to go, what you want to do. Yeah. I like that. I like the mental, the mental real estate. Yeah. Yeah. Just being consumed. I had a um, a guest on here before and she was talking about how like, you know, she's sitting there at dinner with her friends, like going back and forth about what she should have ordered and what she didn't order and what she wanted to order and like did just missed, just missed out oh my on God. this like yeah. whole time where she could have been spending time with her friends, but instead she was consumed, you know? Yeah. And it, it's, it's like, you don't really understand it until you go through it. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh my God. And I, it's, it's so interesting, like being on the other side of it now, again, really have healed so many aspects of like my relationship to food and my body that now I go out and I'm so fully present. I'm so fully, you know, enjoying and aware and just all the great things that, you know, you get to have in life. And I would just think back to my days when I was so consumed with, mm. I should do this. How many calories is this? Oh my God, am I going to binge later? What time is it? Are there sweets at home? Like all of these things that I would be having a conversation and I would be miles away. So I completely understand that. So like how, about how long did you think it took you to get through to the, from the point of like, I need help yeah. to I'm on the other side. Obviously there's some management going on. We can't oh, just yeah. like let ourselves, <laughs> like I'm yeah, <laughs> like, that's not a thing, but you know, to where you felt like you were okay to just kind of relax a little bit. I would say from, it probably took me a good, like two years for like the binging to actually subside. Because it was, this was something that was happening like multiple times a week. And so these, I, w- I always would call it like a food hangover because mm. the binge, I would be restricting and counting calories and working out obsessively. And then I would have these binge episodes and I would be like so down and like in this like depressive state, I almost want to say for about like a day, a day and a half. And this like this up and down, which is so difficult. So and I was like really deep in it. So it probably did take me about two years for the binging to like completely stop and like subside. And don't get me wrong. There's still days where I'm like, oh, I was definitely overeating, but now Mm. 
there's no guilt. There's no like shame. It, it's just like, Hey, you know what? I was not meeting my needs last night and I, I used a lot of food, but that's okay. Cause we're human. And this is, it's a journey. We, we get to, to heal and grow through what we go through. Absolutely. I think it's really important. Like one of the things I talk about all the time, whether it be with my clients or just like ranting on the show (laughs) is, you know, Instagram progress isn't linear. And I think a lot of the times when we go through something really hard, especially, and we work really, really, really hard to get ourselves in a place where we can feel good inside of our bodies and just like, you know, functioning member of society. And then we relapse or we have a moment where we just like do our old shit and we spiral into this, like, I thought I was done. (laughs) Why am I here? And I think it's really important to just acknowledge the fact that it's never going to be perfect. And you might feel like you're fully healed. And then like, you slip into your shit. And that's just an opportunity to look at what is going on. No, absolutely. And I talk about this a lot with my clients as well, because, you know, these things happen, like, all of a sudden, you you have this momentum going forward, and you feel really positive. Mm. And then all of a sudden, like, you have an episode or, you know, you're using old restrictive behavior, whatever that is. And one thing that really helped me in my journey was understanding that there are seasons to our life just as, you know, outside. And, you know, sometimes we're in like a really fast season where we, we feel really good and we make a lot of progress. And then there's also, you know, slower like winter seasons where, you know, all of a sudden things might start happening and bumps might come up, but just because it's a slower season and, you know, the momentum isn't as fast or yeah. even really going backwards, like that doesn't mean anything's wrong and you're back to square one. It's just this, oh, this is another opportunity to look around and see what's going on and really take in my environment, my circumstances and realize how to move forward. And yeah. 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 It's like, okay, we're in a really fast season now. Like put your head down and go because yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> in no time at all, like you're going to have this, like every week is like something's going on and life is throwing shit at you. And it's like, you oh, just yeah. have to take those, but like those really fast progress seasons and mm-hmm. like embrace them. And then when shit hits the fan, you just have to accept that it's just going to yeah. be a little. And I think knowing more. that shit hits the fan, <laughs> like I think that's something I wish I would have known because <laughs> My life would be so much easier if I had known, hey, it's going to go up and down. You know, it, it's not just like always a one way up. Like there are a lot of downs. <laughs> for sure. Right. But knowing that, you know, you can clean up and clean up the mess or I don't even know what the metaphor would be. But um, <laughs> just figure it out and keep moving forward. That's the most important thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we appreciate the ups so much more. I know when shit's oh, yeah. going like really well, I'm like, woo, but also try not to be caught in the fear of like there's going to be another down. You know? Oh yeah. yeah. Just knowing it'll happen and it's totally cool, but I get that too. It's like that fear of fear and that fear of failure and all those things, believe me. Yeah. So what do you do now? Like when it comes to your food, do you, do you follow a plan? Are you just kind of like, do you do the intuitive eating thing? Do you count macros? Yeah. Like, what do you do? I am a total intuitive eater. You know, I was really addicted to like counting calories mm-hmm. for a long time. And that just got me in a really, you know, difficult place. And I mean, again, the intuitive eating took me a couple of years to get as well, because there's no, there, it's not like there's ever a perfect way to do it. And the thing with macros, I thought about doing it for a while because I wanted to get like fit again and I want to do this. And right now it's just not for me. Um, yeah. I enjoy just really listening to my body and knowing that it knows what I need to nourish and all those things. And I also am like a, I love to work out. I am a huge fitness lover. Mm. <laughs> and so knowing that, you know, I get to treat my body in ways that really just feel so goddamn good and trusting that my body knows what it needs has been a huge shift for me as well. 
Yeah. I think like it's romanticized, you know, and it's really like, there are people out there that I I listen to my body Mm -hmm. and like, most people don't know what the fuck their body is saying. Like (laughs) most people have no idea. Like your body is like eat a pizza and you're like, all right, cool. Like, you know, and so I think to get to the place where you can intuitive eat is wonderful and it's incredible, but it's not like when you don't listen to your body on a regular basis or you don't even know what your body sounds like Mm -hmm. and you just listen to your brain, like, you know, rattle off all the things. Mm -hmm. I think that puts intuitive eating, like it's not as easy as, People oh, yeah. on Instagram make it seem like I've been probably tracking my food for like on and off, not like yeah, for like seven years, like legit yeah. counting macros, right? And I've had seasons where, you know, if I travel, I don't count. If I have a yeah. date night with my husband, I don't count. Like mm-hmm. that's part of the flexibility for me. That's really important. But I went through the beginning of this whole lockdown thing, not really counting and just kind of like I would track just to like kind of get an idea of where I was, yeah. which I like almost never eat enough protein. And when I got on my shit again and got serious, I could feel the difference, like just in my energy level. And like, because I was, you know, eating the right amounts and I'm like, wow, I've been doing this for so long and I should have like a good grip on like what I should and shouldn't be eating like, or how much. And I still suck at the whole intuitive eating thing. It's like, if you are trying to intuitively eat and it's not working out for you, like just know that it's. it takes some time. Oh my God. Yeah. And I love what you were saying about how, you know, you were tracking, you've been tracking like on and off for a while and it's like, Oh, I should know what I need. (laughs) It's so funny because again, our bodies go through seasons, like I was saying before. And for me too, it would, it, I mean, it's not like I all of a sudden just like was intuitively eating. It took me many years of like, (laughs) like half counting, half intuitive eating and like slowly just like, uh, like, stopping counting my calories like and training wheels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a very slow process because again, my whole thing was like, I still love fitness. I still love, like I have physical, there's things that I really mm. do want for my, for my body and in like a really healthy nourishing way now. But I always thought that, especially after struggling with like binge eating for so long that if I were to intuitively eat, like I would just continue eat, eating like, and then gain like a hundred pounds and be like, Oh my God. <laughs> like I, I literally didn't understand that. Oh wait. Okay. That's actually, you know, you're going to get full. Don't worry. <laughs> so and, yeah. It, it's fine. But something that I love to do is just have boundaries too mm. around. Cause of course there's, there's times where I realize, Oh wait, you know, this whole intuitive eating thing is becoming a little hard and either I'm falling back into, I really want to track things or, and this is just something that didn't work for me. So it's like, you know, we share on, but sometimes I I do put boundaries on like, okay, like this is going to be one of those things where I really need to work on or like just feel into. And again, it's such a journey for everybody. And yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look the same for everyone. I think that's so important. I mean, even, you know, I have clients that I, talk to differently from each other. I have clients that, you know, I set things up for them differently just because everyone is different. And I think if you're out there telling everyone like, do this because it worked for me, it's like yeah. one that is already right. <laughs> like not right. good. Yeah. But, you know, just like being really open about that fact that, hey, listen, like it looks different for me than it would, might for you. It might have take you less time than it took me. It might take you more time, but we all have our own healing to do. And it's, looks yeah, different. And try it on for size. You know, yeah. it's like, if it works for you, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't like there is, I don't believe there's any right or wrong mm. in life. And so whether, you know, you want to, you know, 
track macros or do all those things and you have all these goals that if it really makes you feel good and it's like something that you can do in a very healthy way, I think all the power to you. Yeah. I know myself, I just became a little obsessed in the past. I like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's, that's yeah. not healthy for some people that are like every macro, you know, and it's like, okay. if you're freaking out about like 10 grams of carbs and like whatever, yeah. like maybe maybe it's not for you. Maybe, maybe you need to find a different approach. (laughs) I completely agree. And so it's, yeah, we get to put boundaries where we want to. And it's, it's so cool because there is no one right way. You know, I, I, I do not believe when people are like, Oh, this works for me. It's going to work for you. Like, like you said, that that is very problematic in itself. You know, it's just, we, again, it's our lives, it's our journeys, you know, however we want to go about that. It's our choice. And I'm a firm believer and we get to make life what we want it to be. So. I completely agree with that. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> so good. If you had one thing to say to the girl out there who's just like struggling with body image, yeah. binge eating, mm-hmm. what would you tell her? That it's okay. That she's normal. That there is nothing deeply inherently wrong with her. And that, you know, the more we can just accept ourselves and really come to terms with we are who we are, not for our looks on the outside, but who we are on the inside, mm. we can slowly heal that relationship from the inside out. So good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I almost don't want to ask this last question because that was just so good. Um, so we like, to, we like to end things off on a quote. So Ooh. is it like a quote that you have that you just like live your life by or maybe just something that's been like hitting for you recently? I think if there's one that I come back to a lot though is by Marie Furlio, for, I don't mm. know how to say her name. And she has a book, it's just everything is figure outable. Mm. Yeah. I really do, I do believe that. And whether that's like super serious things or, you know, just fun stuff in life, you really can figure something out. So, Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Where can we find you, Emily? Yes. So I am most active on social media on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So my handle is at let's get them with three underscores. Again, I am on there pretty much daily. Might take a couple couple days of a mental health break from the social media. But yeah, that's the first and foremost place that they can reach me at. Awesome. And that will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on today. Such a little light. Such Aww, a great conversation. Thank you. thank you so much for having me. This is This is so fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Self Love Breakfast Club. If you enjoyed it, please share with your friends and tag us in your Instagram stories. See you next time.